Welcome to the Hammer Lane, a private podcast dedicated to the employees of Enterprise Transportation. Your host and Vice President of Trucking, Casey Teague, will cover topics that are important to you, our favorite employee. Posted once a month, we hope you find this podcast informative and somewhat entertaining. From interviews answering your questions, we'll try and cover all that's relevant to our business. If you have questions you'd like addressed, email them to thehammerlane at eprod.com. That is, again, thehammerlane at eprod.com. Now, let's get into the show. Hey, guys, welcome to Season 2, Episode 1 of our podcast, The Hammer Lane. Wow, we made it uh, made it through 2022. Hey, this podcast is going to be titled Project 9. I'm sure that everybody wants to know, and that's the question, Chad, you and I got asked as we made our rounds to all the Christmas parties this year. Hey, how are we doing with Project 9? So, I will let you know a little something about Project 9, but you're going to have to listen to this whole podcast. Sorry about that. We do have a few topics we're going to cover. Excuse me. And I've got a couple of people to help me out. Chad Woods. You know him, uh, Operations. And Jimmy Hobdy. You all know Jimmy and his team with safety. Um, They're going to help me out with a few topics. We're going to talk about Um, Our lost time incident rate, basic safety. Uh, We've got some stuff coming up that uh, we're all going to have to to work with. Uh, Safety culture survey. Uh, The goal here is to get 100% of the people to take this survey. We'll talk a little bit about that. We have got a ton of digital systems out there uh, that we've rolled out from the ticketing application, which, man, I'm really impressed with that. Um, our maintenance group is rolling out uh, Fleet EO. We've got electronic DVIR, so no more paper. Man, we've got there are so many different things. We're working on the big data initiative uh, to help us out too. So we're going to talk a little bit about um, email, driver email. We finally got that done. Changes to our PTO policy. I I think you guys this is um, this is for this impacts drivers. Um, it does not impact uh, dispatchers, maintenance folk. Um, it's just drivers. I think you're going to be happy with that. You've been asking about it. Um, a little bit about hazmat indicators. Uh, we've had some challenges. You've heard us talk about that. We'll talk about breaks and finally Project 9. So we got a lot to cover today. And uh, we're going to start out with a little bit about safety. And I got Jimmy, thanks for, thanks for joining us. Um, lost time incident rate. What is that? LTIR is how we refer to it. Yeah, so OSHA has a uh, formula that you plug in the total hours worked and uh, the number of injuries that we had that kept employees from being able to come to work. So if they had to miss a day of work, then that's considered a lost time incident. And we, we report this. LTIR is reported uh, every week. Uh, it's tracked um, weekly. Um, we've got LTIR and we've got um, TRIR. TRIR, total recordable incident rate. So today we're talking about, so we did have some recordable incidents. Correct. And recordables are just anything that uh, required some kind of treatment beyond first aid. Okay, and so they're recordable, and that is um, is kept in a, a log or something, and, and yeah. that's that's an OSHA standard that we right. have to maintain. 
So lost time, incidents that, uh, that resulted in injuries to employees to the extent where they missed work. How'd we do? We actually hit goal zero. How about that, guys? Goal zero. Thank you. Actually, we have, we have one outstanding. There's one, but... I think we'll be okay. Yeah, I think we'll be all right. Yeah, I think we'll be okay. But, uh, yeah, so great. Man, goal zero. Have you been here? Has that happened since you've been here? Not since I've been here. My tenure at Enterprise, we've never hit that, especially within the trucking group here. It's just been um, due to our business and the hazards that our employees face daily. I mean, it's just a challenge to try to reach that. So I think this is just amazing. It's it's completely different than just people that work in an office situation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Chad, have you have you seen it happen? Yeah, I, you know, my first year with uh, TEPCO back in 2003, uh, we did hit uh, zero lost time incidents that year. And, and I've talked about it with a few of you out there in the field as, as we've discussed this. But we moved 26 million barrels of oil that year and uh, drove 5 million miles, had zero lost time incidents. But, guys, if you look at that now in comparison to our size in 2003, compared to what we are now, you know, we're, you know within two months, we're accomplishing more than what we accomplished in 12 months uh, back in 2003. Yeah, that's uh, amazing. So that, that was my first year with, uh, with the company as, as TEPCO transitioned to Enterprise, I think, in 2005. But uh, we did make it that year, and, uh, you know, that was a pretty good – feet for us to accomplish that and uh guys the cowboy hats that's that's one of the things that we've been talking about too and uh is everything pans out with this last injury uh i think we should know something on it within two weeks uh be looking for a good cowboy hat to come your way yeah we're gonna have to figure out how to get everybody's hat measurement and uh guys i i want me a nice hat i've, I've been telling chad we, we still got our hats yeah. <laughs> every time we have an incident well, we, do we have our hats and just fyi seven and eighth long oval <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I found uh, there's a store in Houston off of Richmond called uh, the Hat Company, and they've been around forever. Um, and uh, so I, I think we're gonna go over there next week and take a look, see what that's gonna cost us. Yep. But uh, and the hats are they're I don't know what the X means. I'm not a hat guy, but it's a 20x, correct? Yeah, correct. That's what we're looking at right now. Is straw uh, hat going for 20x straw hats? And I know one place that I have looked at is American Hat Company. Uh, I know I've been pretty fond of the American hats, and I uh, think that's one place we'll look, but uh, we'll definitely go check out the hat store and uh, see what they have to offer us as well. Yeah, it's going to be neat. So congrats, guys. Really appreciate everything y'all are doing um, between uh, all our employees. Our, our management's done a great job with uh, case management and helping our employees out when something does happen. So back on that, Jimmy, I had one question for you, but I think it was mentioned that our, even our, uh, recordable incidents, just total recordable, not the lost time. That was a record this year too, was it? Yeah. Um, you know, we, we had nine recordable injuries for 2022 and how does that compare to the past? Well, in 21, we had 17, 20, we had 14, 2019, we had 15, so we had a total recordable incident rate of 1.90, and uh, previous years have been mid twos and threes. So that, wow. was, that was a record. Yeah. This year too so just well. all around, we've had a really good year yes. with regards to safety. So, uh, and and that's testament to everybody's hard work and commitment. So, um, and and along those lines, safety culture surveys. So I don't think we've ever done one. Not to my knowledge. Not. In my tenure, anyway. So what are they? So safety culture survey. Um, you know, we're talking about what a good year we've had in trucking and everything. Um, we talked about zero lost times, not uh, nine recordables. 
But then we also have to look at other stuff. So what is our safety culture? What do we believe? What are our values? And uh, looking at that, you know, we come back to employees and how many are getting injured. So we had seven first aid injuries and we had 38 injuries that were report only in 22. Mm -hmm. So what we want to do is get a little bit more granular with our safety program and start looking at those things, those report onlys that, you know, with a slight change in circumstances could have become a more serious injury, could have put a person home for a week or two or whatever. So we want to really dig down into those things and we want to get the insight from everybody in the trucking group, you know, not just those of us sitting here at 1100 Louisiana coming up with all these ideas. Yeah. We want to find out what do you see? What do you feel out there in the field? So we're going to distribute this survey via email January 16th, and it'll be open through the end of January. And uh, you'll just have a link in your email, click that, go through, and there'll be about 40 questions. Is it, is it anonymous? It is. It is. Uh, all responses are confidential. Um, so feel free to be honest with your responses. Now, be advised, there's multiple levels of leadership at Enterprise that will be reviewing these responses. So we just ask that you keep those responses professional. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I agree with you on that. And yeah. uh, guys, our goal on this is to hit 100%. We would like for everybody, now that we all have email, uh, to make sure everybody gets on there, clicks that link, and runs through this process to uh, do this survey. So. Yeah, and it, it, you know, I know there's probably some that are skeptics as far as the uh, anonymity. Um, man, I couldn't say that three three times in a row. <laughs> but, it, you know, guys, I, I'm, I'm looking for feedback. I don't really care who it comes from. Exactly. I, I'm not looking for names. Nobody up here um, – has any interest in digging into, well, who said what. Uh, if you've got concerns, if you've got thoughts about uh, the safety culture in our group, I mean, we're here to fix things. And if there's a problem somewhere, I want to know about them. Um, if there's something good going on, too, I'd like to know that. We, You know, our job is to fix inefficiencies, uh, and that's kind of what we look at. Yeah. And sometimes we forget to identify some of the great things that are happening. And that, man, there's an awful lot going on that's good. There is. And, and one thing, Casey, with this survey is the questions are broke down to what do you feel as an employee about the safety program? You know, what are your perceptions? But then it goes a few steps deeper and it asks, what do you feel your supervisor's safety culture is, his yeah. level? Um, and then goes on to your terminal manager and then to the safety department. So we're looking at all of those levels. And I know, you know, you guys, myself, we try to get out to safety, safety meetings, but you don't have that time to really sit down and, and dig into somebody's thoughts and their right. feelings about all that. So this gives everyone that opportunity to think about your response, type it up. And then there's a comment section at the bottom. Like you mentioned, put in those positive things. If you see something positive, let us know so we know to continue with our efforts in those areas. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious. So great opportunity, guys. Please take it seriously, and uh, let's see if we can get 100% um, surveys turned in. And uh, you heard them say it's going to be distributed via email. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about our tablet usage, our email. What happens if we don't? I can't remember the timeline, but what happens if we don't use our email or log into it 
in, uh, in a little bit of time. My version on that is if we're not using email, it ends up going stale. And I don't know what the technical term is, it, but you actually have to call the sports center to get your email back unlocked again. Yeah, it'll lock up so yeah. you can't get into it. Yeah. So if you're trying to get into your email and it's been, you know, 90, 120 days, I think ours is set to 120. I believe that's what we ask them to do to extend the drivers to 120 without access. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully we can prevent this from happening. Yeah. So, guys, if you're trying to log into your email and it's been uh, longer than three or four months and you can't get in, it's probably a result of uh, your email going stale and getting locked out. So with that, guys, they, you know, we encourage you to look at your email every day. You know, every employee at Enterprise, every morning, I believe it's at 5 o'clock, Jimmy, yeah. gets, gets a uh, safety moment comes out. And, you know, it, and if you're in any of our meetings and, and anything that we do, you know, we'll have – eight or nine meetings a day and but every meeting we start off with that safety moment yeah and we drive home that safety culture throughout the entire organization it doesn't matter if that you know that meeting includes the office of the chair we still start all of our meetings with that safety moment so that's what that comes out for each and every day and i'll I'll tell you 100 percent of the time it's not going to pertain to everything that we in the trucking department do but it does pertain to safety and a lot of this stuff is stuff that you can take home and utilize at your own house yeah. You know, keep you safe at home, keep your family safe, and, and things along those lines. So just encourage you to open that email once a day. You know, Take a look at that safety moment, if nothing else. But it's also a good form of communication with your leadership, with us. You, know, you have that avail- availability to you know, send emails, to communicate, to receive information, and to distribute information as you receive it. Yeah, and we're, we're really trying. You know, everybody up here, we kind of take for granted that we're sitting in front of a laptop or a computer uh, an email is up and it's easy to access and you guys in the field may not have the same um, e- easily accessible uh, email. So we, we decided to go ahead and distribute all these uh, tablets um, yep. because we do have so many digital systems that we're rolling out um, like the ticketing app. And I, I think we're doing a pretty decent job, but we're still seeing uh, quite a few uh, handwritten tickets or uh, electronic tickets that are printed, and then they have uh, pen and ink uh, corrections made. Yes, which is just like having a handwritten ticket. I, I believe the processing, and I would probably should have asked Van Allen to, uh, to to come in here, but I think the processing of a an electronic ticket that has handwritten notes on it is the same as just a handwritten ticket. Absolutely. And you know, and that's what we that's some of the changes that we made uh going into this year is, you know, used to you'd see a supervisor or, or a management of some sort going to the stations every day, picking up tickets, picking up station logs, gathering information, and then we come back to the office, we have to go through everything. We have to scan everything in. Well, guys, that's that's gone by the wayside with the new technology we have. You know, if everything is done correctly on that ticketing app through the uh, tablet, then that information distributes right over here to the corporate office immediately. We yeah. Don't, we don't have to wait 24 hours in the rear to get that information. Yeah, it's real time. And I think some of these supervisors spend most of their day in the truck chasing down these tickets. Yeah, absolutely. Or, you know, doing correction tickets or filling out information along those lines where we have uh, digital tickets that have some kind of ink writing on them. Yeah. i tell you what, guys, we've come a long way with our digital systems. And, uh, and uh, Jimmy, I think you were here when we had the Bryan Terminal uh, open and, yep. and all the folks up there. We literally had two employees dedicated 
to check in the mail. Yep. Because all the tickets were mailed to Brian, is my understanding. This, this is before Casey. I, I wasn't here then. Yep. Um, and I think John Baird was in charge of that group. Yes. Um, and these two folks would sit there and, and just open the mail. Open mail and go through tickets every and then day. Yeah, then you had the ticketing folks up there, and uh, they'd sit around folding tables, I think, and Key in, key in all yeah, the ticket information. Yeah, sort and key in tickets. Yep. I mean, it. so that's no longer required. Not only are we not mailing them, um, we've stopped scanning them now. Yep. And uh, we're, we, we haven't uh, – we've stopped going out and picking them up. So that's that's huge. So how are we doing with our, our tablet utilization? We do have some ways to track that. Yeah, so we, uh, we track tablet usage by, you know, tickets that's gone through the system as a pass or fail. And, you know, our goal is to try to maintain a uh, 97, 98, 99% percentage rate uh, on utilization throughout all the drivers, you know, whether that be from the LPG world to the crude world. But pulled the numbers this morning, and I'm very impressed uh, with the numbers. And these are solely for December. Uh, I just asked Mr. Van Allen to pull 30 days worth. But you look at it, so we have our terminals, Monahans running 99%. Hobbs is 98%. Uh, we look at Pleasanton. Pleasanton's running 99%. Corpus is running 98%. Robridge, 99%. Pedal, 99%. Sealy, 99%. Midland, 99%. And then we do have one straggler that's that we've got some improvement to do in, and that's Baytown, and they're at 95%. Now, 95% is really good, but if we can get everybody up there in that 98 99% range, it'll make things so much easier. We can process tickets so much quicker and it gives us the option possibly in the future of maybe bumping up our pay one week more in the previous instead of yeah. what we're two to three no, weeks that's out. a great that's yeah. a great point yeah so um you know we we uh we struggled with the uh, driver settlements pay uh, just because of the administrative burden yes associated with with getting collecting the tickets processing them and all that stuff so this is going to be a huge help and yeah, I, I I looked at those last month. I looked at the prior few months, and um, I I thought it would be lower, but I was really impressed that we were in the upper upper ninety. So got a little bit of work to do out in Baytown, but uh, uh, we'll we'll get there. We just got a few more percentage points to to pick that up. And guys, you you guys can help that. I mean, it's take a look at that tablet. Everything that uh, that we do, and we're not perfect. I'm not saying we are. Um, is on that tablet. You just got to pick it up and well, use it. Well, as the drivers out there, if you guys have questions and don't quite understand everything, reach out to your leadership. You know, we're more than willing. We've got Daniel Blake up here in this corporate office that he, he'll jump in and can show you anything you need to know about these tablets, and he can walk you through. I mean, he can he can guide you with whatever you may need. And, and uh, to the level, you know, if it's questions about running the tickets themselves or whether we how we do our manifest, things like that, Reach out to your terminal manager, your assistant terminal manager, and let's get that information to you so we can get that up to a yeah. 99% across the board. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Um, let's move on. Let's see. Driver PTO, paid time off. So first of all, guys, um, PTO, if you don't know, is allocated not in days. It's allocated in hours. Uh, and we take it in hours. And I think this year, across the board corporately, uh, they made a change to where we're able to take, um, you know, I think, four hours or partial, uh, a partial day of PTO. Yeah. 
so if, if you have a, a, I don't know, an appointment in the afternoon, you can take four hours of PTO. Um, so that's new. But the point being, PTO is given to us, all of us, me too, um, in hours, not days. Um, so with that said, if you're on the, the schedule up here, a day is eight and three quarter hours, Monday through Thursday, and five hours on Friday. So if I take a full week of PTO, it's 40 hours, but it's accounted for by putting in eight and three quarter hours on each day, Monday through Thursday, and five on Friday. For our drivers, it's been a little different. I think we've had, what, just standard eight hours? Yeah, you know, we, we tried something back. I want to say it's probably been in 2015, uh, maybe 15 or 16. 15, we tried, 16, yeah, yeah. We tried to, uh, you know, do it where it was 12 hours or it was eight hours or, or whatever. And, you know, we've seen Casey and I, as we was going around traveling, the, you know, to all the terminals, we've seen several different complaints coming out. So we had made the decision back then that we're going to go to a straight eight. Uh, so we've been running that for six or seven years now. And, uh, you know, since then, you know, Shane out here at Baytown has started what he calls his driver advisory committee. Oh, yeah, and, that's right. Uh, so one of the things that we discussed with them. Uh, and, that, with, and that's in Baytown. That's in Baytown. So, we're yeah, we've got a select few drivers that are part of this committee uh, that bring up the concerns that the drivers are seeing in the field and, and the issues that they may be having. And that was one of the concerns that they had brought up because we have several drivers out there. That, aren't, that weren't taking PTO. Right. You know, had a lot of hours left as we come down towards the end of the year. And, and as we start questioning those drivers, they're, they're saying, well, you know, it's like I'm losing money whenever I'm taking PTO. And so I'd just soon not take any and continue to drive and, and uh, make money that way. So Shane asked them, you know, what, well, what do you want to see differently? And uh, one of the things that they brought up is to be able to have a selection to choose whether they wanted to take 8, 10, or 12 hours per day on PTO uh, so they didn't feel like that they were losing any money or anything yeah. like that. So Casey and I discussed it for a little bit, and we decided to make a change to our uh, policy and procedure manual on the driver's compensation policy uh, with our planned PTO or unplanned PTO or zero, zero balance PTO. Uh, so if you guys have the policy there at uh, at the terminal, and I believe you can access it on the tablets through the portal now. Yeah. Uh, so you have access to that. Uh, the pol- We call it the blue book policy and procedures down here. But... Uh, So if you look at Section 9, uh, 14.4, 14.5, and 14.6, it discusses the PTO. So with planned PTO, a driver may elect to receive either 8, 10, or 12 hours of pay when they're taking PTO. If you do not make a selection of how much PTO you want to take per day when you take a day off, it will revert back to a straight 8 hours. But if you make a designation that you want 10 or 12 on those days that you take off, we'll be able to put that in as 10 or 12 hours. Uh, in order to elect PTO hours, the election form must be completed uh, two weeks prior to your planned PTO and submitted for approval to your appropriate manager. Yeah. Uh, so we have a form, and uh, if you don't have the form as a driver out there, uh, get with your supervisor, your terminal manager, because those forms were sent out as we sent out the, uh, the update to the policy. Get with them, and they'll be able to get you that form. And as you start in your PTO this year, planning your PTO out, you can elect how many hours you want to take that day. Right. Yeah. This is. Yeah. That's that's pretty significant. And that came uh, right out of that advisory council. This is yes. from uh, this is from our drivers out in Baytown. Said, hey, this is something we'd like to see. Uh, and and really, guys, a lot of this stuff is uh, dependent on the administrative burden um, associated with with some of these different programs. We've been really 
Uh, our hands have been kind of tied because everything has been so manual around here. It's all paper-based, yep. um, and just the sheer numbers of people and administrative actions you've got to go through every day make it very difficult. But uh, I think we've gotten to the point uh, where we've automated so many different processes. And when we do that, I can't tell you the, the thought and effort that goes into it from Chad Van Allen's group and uh, uh, the field leadership getting out there and helping test these things to make sure everything works before we go final with it. Uh, this is something we asked if we could do this, and uh, Van Allen and his group, uh, they uh, they put their heads down and, and uh, nugged through this thing and figured out how we could do it. So really appreciate uh, the, the change, and I hope you guys do too. That should be pretty significant. Yeah, another thing I do want to note on that, guys, is any unplanned PTO. Uh, if we have unplanned PTO, and, and this this is where we have an emergency come up and you need to take off, or if you call in sick and uh, can't come to work that day, uh, we won't be able to do the 8, 10, or 12 selection on those type of days. Yeah. Uh, so Section 14.5 talks about that, and uh, so it's pretty much if you call in sick or if you have an emergency have to take off, then you'll be paid for a straight eight hours. Right. Uh, we can't make the 10 or 12-hour selection on that. And then another thing I wanted to discuss is our zero balance PTO. Uh, this past year, we had several employees, and, and I say employees because it's not specifically drivers, uh, that took off more time than they had available or, or granted to them in PTO. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, you have to be present for us to perform our duties and sustain the customer service that we want to and the, and the performance that we do. Our expectation is that we're going to have folks that are showing up to work so we can perform our job duties. Uh, without, you know, pe with people taking off with no PTO available, you know, it creates a situation that we have to put in a separate time code for unpaid PTO and uh, or unpaid time off. Uh, and it, it's an issue that, uh, and we typically see it at the end of the year uh, when things come up and we've got a few folks that have to take off. Now, I understand that there will be certain circumstances where, you know, we have certain things that come up, whether it be a family emergency or, you know, somebody yeah. gets sick after they've run out of PTO. So I think what, this COVID thing really kind of, yeah, that, that had had an impact on this deal. Absolutely does. So I just encourage everybody to, to monitor your PTO throughout the year. Uh, you know, you're granted, you know, the first half of your PTO through June, and then the second half comes into effect July 1. But manage your time where you have time available to uh, take off in case of an emergency. And then yeah. as we get down and it comes to the point that you haven't had to use it and you've got some, you have the ability to roll over 40 hours into the next year. And then that becomes a part of your first half of the year balance for the next year that you can take off in the, yeah. in the first six months. Yeah. Yeah. You just, I, and I try and roll um, 40 over uh, yeah. every year. I've been able to do that most, most years, but uh, talking about, managing your PTO. So how do you do that? Well, I know it's been difficult in the past because you guys have not had um, easy access uh, to uh, um, Oracle. Uh, so you can get in there and take a look at your balance, but uh, you do now. Uh, yes. So with the tablets, that's something that uh, we wanted to do. And uh, that that's something that you guys can access and take a look at. And hopefully that'll help you manage uh, manage your PTO a little bit better. I'm I'm constantly going in there looking at, at mine. How much do I have left? So, all right, enough about that. Good news with PTO. Uh, the big change there is drivers will be able to elect whether they want to be paid for 8, 10, or 12 hours uh, when they take PTO, uh, planned PTO. 
Uh, let's move on. Hazmat indicators. Guys, you've heard me talk about this before. Uh, this is one of those things. How many areas are there that the DOT monitors for for uh, for, for basics, assisting us? Yeah, there's on the basics. Uh, there's a, about like, seven. Yeah, that's what I was, I was thinking. thinking. Seven, yeah, about seven. So one of those one of those items that uh, uh, that's monitored are hazmat indicators. Crash indicators is another one. We've had that one go up. Um, but uh, Jimmy and the safety teams figured out how to uh, um, reduce that because uh, what we found was crash indicators. When we would get hit, it's not our fault. Uh, they would ding us for crash indicators. Yeah, so still hit, that, our, hit our profile. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we, we got that uh, resolved. Hazmat indicators, that's 100% our fault. It is. I mean, every bit of it. And uh, it's it's simple stuff. It really is. I mean, we've talked about it in the past, but it, it – it keeps rearing its ugly head is placards being faded, you know, shipping paper accessibility or not being completed properly. Just yeah. Those little things that we can address. Yep. Yeah. And, um, ha- have we, have we improved? Have we gone downhill? Where We're are we? at the 89 percentile. So the intervention threshold by the uh, FMCSA is 80. Okay. So we're still above we're that. Still above that. Yeah, yeah. So, so they're just waiting in the wings to yeah. come help us fix ourselves. So what that means is uh, when you run through a scale house, they got our DOT number. And when they run that DOT number, they could see that we're above that intervention threshold, correct? Right. And so what does that mean? They're going to be a little more stringent on the hazmat piece of that inspection. Yeah, there's a pretty good opportunity if they run that number that you're going to be asked to pull over and come in and have a conversation <laughs> with yeah. us. So. Yeah, so it, it makes it easier on everybody if we can if we can get this stuff improved. It'll so Jimmy, what helps us improve that? If we can get the clean inspections, so every time a driver gets pulled over and there are no violations, um, that helps our score. They have a formula that that gets this percentage together and it compares us against our peers. So the more clean ones we get, the better our score improves. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let's do this. Um, how many clean inspections do we typically get a month? It varies. I think it, there's Depends been some years we've had, you know, 120, 130 inspections, and then there's some years that we've had less than 100 inspections. So, you know, probably in that 6 to 10 a month range is what I would think. Yeah, I know looking at um, December um, two years ago, those are the ones that are about to roll off because they roll off every two years mm-hmm. um, out of our formula. Um, when I looked the other day, there were 12 clean inspections that we're going to roll off. Yeah. So to maintain our score, we would need at least 12 clean ones. And then to get better, we would need more than that. Yeah. Well, let's do this for January. For every clean inspection we get in January, we'll give somebody a spot bonus. Perfect. That works for me. I like it. Yeah. All right. We'll do that. So if the terminal managers, if they're listening to this, there's the edict. So if you got a clean inspection, there's there's a spot bonus for you. Okay, uh, 89%. We got some work to do, guys. And that's uh, our, our shops. I've been on the, the maintenance staff. When uh, when a unit comes in for maintenance, take a look at it. Get you a, um, a, a new, new placard, placard. Yeah. and compare it to the uh, the ones that are on the trucks and trailers and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And I know, I know we've mentioned it in the past, but for those of you who maybe don't remember or hadn't listened before, the 89% means that 89% of the other carriers in our – our group is doing better than us right. in that category. Yeah, and that's just I mean, we we are 
we are so far ahead of everybody in the in the trucking industry, let alone um, the tanker um, portion of that yeah. industry. Um, and so that to to be at that level uh, for hazmat indicators just kind of stings a little bit because I, I know we're a lot better than that. Yes, we um, are. So. Yeah, it's not not indicative of our business unit. Right. Yeah. Our, our drivers are some of the top notch drivers I see out on the highway. Oh yeah. This is this is just something that got away from us. We just weren't paying close attention, and uh, now we got to fix it. Yeah, you guys are typically doing the right thing. I got an email. Uh, from uh, Natalie Gaden, and if you don't know her, she's uh, senior vice president over our gas group. Yes, and uh, I think it was her sister was behind one of our trucks, and uh, I guess her sister was in a hurry, and our truck was going the speed limit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and she took a picture of the truck and sent it to Natalie, and uh, said, "Really, I'm in a hurry." <laughs> so good job, guys. Keep going the speed limit. All right, let's move on to uh, – we had we don't have uh, Chad Bishop here, but we're going to talk about brakes anyway because that keeps coming up, Chad. Yeah, I just wanted to discuss that a little bit because we've seen uh, – yeah, and, and in the past week we had one out-of-service violation where brakes were out of service. So it, it on a tractor trailer, it requires 20% or more of your brakes to be out of adjustment for them to put you out of service. And as we've seen uh, our brake issues, and we look at our top has or top DOT violations that we see across the board, I think brakes are number one. Whether that's brakes out of adjustments or chafing or you know airline issues, things like that. Uh, so one of the things I want to talk with all of us on here, we run automatic slack adjusters on most everything that we have out there. As far as I know, it is on everything. Uh, we do all the new trucks, and I think a lot of the new trailers we're going to have coming in is going to have disc brakes all the way around. Uh, so the disc brakes typically are not an issue uh, that we really need to be addressing and concerned with, but it's the old drum brakes with automatic slack adjusters. If we have a brake out of adjustment uh, and we have automatic slacks there, there's an issue somewhere. Now, whether that be that the slack adjuster is faulty mm-hmm. or whether we have S-cam bushings that are bad, something along those lines are causing that brake to be out of adjustment. So it's the solution is not just let me adjust the brake up real quick and carry on with my day. Yeah. You know, so we get that brake adjusted up and get us back where we can get on the road. We need to go to the shop and have that looked at. We need to check the slacks. We need to check the S-cam bushings. We need to check the, you know, the the brake pad wear. We need to check all those indicators before we, you know, say that truck is okay, it's good now and ready to go back into service. Something is wrong. There's an issue somewhere that caused that. Yeah, and we do, uh, we've done brake training in the past. We've got the cutaway uh, brake system. Um that uh, we use for training. Um, but it's kind of periodic hit or miss. What I'd like to do is uh, set up something where when you're onboarded uh, during that in-processing period, we go ahead and get you linked up with uh, with one of the, the maintenance guys and uh, run you through that. Now, some of you guys, I know you've been doing this for years. You know everything there is to know about uh, the, braking, the air braking system and adjusting the slacks and everything. Um, but we, we still have to run through it and certify yes. that, that you're good to go. Um, and, and if we do that uh, and, and you're in a situation where uh, maybe you get pulled over at a scale and they take a look and they're out of adjustment, you'll have the capability to, to adjust them uh, and get yourself back on the road and not have to sit there and wait for somebody just to come and do something that's really easy to do. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't take more than a couple minutes to get under there and adjust everything up and get it back into appropriate 
yeah. uh, procedure. So. And I, I talked to uh, to Chad Bishop about uh, we're taking a look. I don't know how much it's going to cost, uh, but we got to look at the cost. But we're looking at outfitting a smaller, a, kind of a small tool kit. Uh, for each each tractor that'll have the the appropriate uh, wrenches in there for uh, to adjust your brakes. Yep. So that's uh, that's brakes, guys. So, Jimmy, I think uh, during the uh, trucking safety council, and guys, we do that once a month where we go over all our uh, safety statistics. Um, one thing that's been very consistent is um, we get pulled over for speeding, and we have brakes that not are not adjusted properly. Yep. So essentially what that means is sometimes we drive too fast and if it comes time to stop in a hurry, we may not be able to. That's right. So at least that's, that's what that. The perception. Yeah. That's yep. the perception. So I don't know that it's reality, but those are the things <laughs> that come up. Um, guys, slow down. Um, for the most part, we're doing a, a great job. Uh, periodically we do have indicators of uh, overspeed. Uh, and then your brakes, um, we'll, we'll, uh, make sure your brakes are adjusted. That's a yes. check. You, you could tell if they're not adjusted properly. Yeah. You can typically just walk around the back of the trailer. You can see when you've got something overstroked yep. and, uh, that's, that's typically the first key indicator. So let's, let's pay attention to that when we're doing our pre-trips and, and be focused in on that as before we put that unit on the road. Yeah. And, uh, that'll help us all out. And guys, you have made it. It's, uh, just over 36 minutes. You've made it to the end, and I promised that I was going to talk about where are we with Project 9. We went through last year. You know that if we uh, if we meet Project 9, there's money in it for everybody. So did we make it? This has been a podcast for you, our favorite employee. Stay tuned for more podcasts from Casey and the team. If you would like to submit a question, remember to email them to thehammerlane at eprod.com. Again, that's thehammerlane at eprod.com. Thanks for listening. Stay safe. And remember, do the best you can every day.